Hello, ladies and gentlemen, tieflings and tabaxi, high elves and halflings. Welcome to the Dungeons and Dragons School of Raw. By being admitted into this prestigious institution, you've taken the first and best step towards a better future. Now I know that most of you probably graduated at the top of your class in your online potions and transfiguration classes. I'm sure your parents may have told you that since you have a, a vivid imagination and childishness, you'd be perfect for raw school. But I'm here to tell you that none of that will matter without grit, determination, and some extra time after work. Look to your left. Now to your right. One among the three of you will at some point try a terrible British accent. You may want to quit. You may want to cry. But I urge you to calm the hell down. It's just a fucking game. I'd like to introduce you to one of your two professors for this semester in Intro to D&D. He's a co-chief justice for the D&D Supreme Court, and we are honoured to have him teaching us. Justice Joe will now go over the syllabus and your expectations, and I, Justice Anna, the other chief justice on the D&D Supreme Court, will be joining him. Open your notebooks now. Well, hello, dear. This is Justice Joe. Just kidding. I'm not going to talk about that accent. Um, welcome to Raw School, everyone. Thank you, Anna, for that lovely British accent. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, uh, as all of you know, this is our uh, sub podcast to Raw and Order. Minicast, mini minipod. Mini whatever you call it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Raw School. Raw school, yay! Um, so I just want to go over some of the the you know the goals, like why are we doing this? Who's our audience? Yada yada. So broadly speaking, our goal is to ease the anxieties of new players to D and D and encourage those who maybe have never thought to give D and D a try to go out and try it. We'll do this by breaking down the complex parts of the game into manageable chunks and taking a deeper look into how those aspects of the game function with anecdotes from our own experiences. We'll look not only at the rules of the game, but at the practical aspects of play, such as how to find a group to play with, what do you bring to your sessions, and how to be a quote-unquote good player. By doing this, we will give you all the tools you need to learn the rules, find a group, create a character, and play a fantastic game. We anticipate that Raw School will consist of several shorter podcast episodes where we discuss these topics and then bring on students to actively learn as we go. We hope that Raw School will be interesting not only to brand new players, but veteran players and DMs as well, who may find ideas to incorporate into their games, as well as learn tips for introducing new players to D&D. Awesome. And we're yeah. very excited. Our, our first topic is very obviously... What the heck is D&D? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What is D&D? You know, and I think maybe a fun task for us would be without looking at anything. Okay. How how, how would you how would you define D&D do to someone briefly? Um a game played 
almost entirely in your imagination where you get to be anything, do anything, have an adventure with an invented character, fight battles with imaginary monsters, and the whole time you're having a blast. That's how I would define describe it to someone. How about you, Joe? How would you describe it? Well, I think, you know, you touched on a lot of the main points, but I guess I, I always describe D&D as it's structured group storytelling. If that's what I had to, if I had to, it was given only a few words to describe D&D, that's what I would say. Um, and to expand on that, it's, it's more storytelling than it is a game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a way for people to come together and tell an amazing story in, in any number of settings, in any number of worlds, with any number of plots, um, in a really engaging way. So... You, if for those of you who have never played, I think if you are a fan of fun stories, whatever those look like, you are going to fucking love D anD. <laughs> I think it's the tabletop role playing version of the Goosebumps Choose Your Own Adventure books. Um, <laughs> exactly. Right? Say cheese and die, and roll for an- say cheese and roll for initiative. <laughs> uh, it came from beneath the the dwarven dungeon. I know a lot of the Goosebumps you, titles. You do. I only know the one with the with the little puppet that comes to life. Those were fucking oh. scary as shit. Night of the Living Halfling Dummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, there's so many things we could talk about here, and Ed and I are just gonna kind of have a conversation and just go over you know, some of this stuff, but, you know, I think it's important to note, like storytelling, whether it's in the context of a game or not, is a very important part of like society and culture. If you've ever taken like sociology classes or, or anthropology classes and, you know, learned how stories are passed, but, you know, from generation to generation, um, it's done through like communal storytelling. Um, And if you think about it, which stories are the ones that you're more likely to remember? Well, they're the really engaging ones that you feel either a vested interest in or that were super entertaining. And I'll always remember like my grand, my late grandmother, she was amazing. Um, but she would always, she grew up in the projects in Brooklyn and would always talk about um, how she, they, they, they one time found a body in the Creek by like the, the apartments where they grew up. And there was this crazy story about the, 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 you know, they found the body and like all this shit happened. And then the body washed down the Creek. So and, the like, movie stand by me is based right? on your grandmother's life. <laughs> yep. It is. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I mean, think about all those stories you've heard from people in your family, right? How, especially before it will, maybe some of the younger listeners uh, don't, have the same uh, experiences necessarily, but just with the introduction of technology, but before computers were super big, um, like storytelling was just such a huge part of my Mm -hmm. life. We just spent so much time doing that as a family, as friends. Um, Yeah. So I think that, that it's important to recognize that aside from just being a game, this really is about creating a story in a unique way. Yeah. I also, I mean, if we're going to put personal experiences into this, I also think that it's just like a very powerful um, outlet for a lot of people, which makes it so much more fun because it's so different than what 
you do in real life where, you know, you're either working or you're sitting in front of the computer, or you're watching TV, whatever. This is just so out of the norm that it uh, is an an exciting addition to anyone's life. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, so that being said, you know, people always joke and they say, uh, did you win D and D today? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like that's not it's not that kind of game, right? So like game, so so what 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 does it mean when we say it's a game? Well, there are game mechanics in in this game. <laughs> it sounds confusing to say, but there are game mechanics and there is structure. There is a way to go about doing things, about interpreting the world around you, about there there are rules about learning about the world around you, um, because again, this is all. A, imagination it's all in your mind um so it's those rules and how you interact with those rules that that's where the game aspect comes in um but it's married hand in hand with storytelling the storytelling Uh, yeah the two are inextricably linked um yeah so i i think i would say that at a very basic level when a group of people sit down at a table to play D D. um the group usually has like a goal or a mission. Yep. So that's why it, it can last multiple sessions and that every session that you sit down, there is no winning or losing because you as a group are typically trying to achieve something together. Um, and the, the interactions that you have along the way are what make up each session. Right. And, yeah, and I was explaining this to someone um, and we were, we were joking about it. I forget if, if it was in our session recently or a different one, but um, someone was like, well, don't you lose if all the characters die? I'm like, well, not really. If all the characters die, the store, the world still exists. Right. right. So all the characters, you roll a new character and keep Just make going. a new one. Yeah. Right. So, uh, and there's ways to bring characters back and there's ways to, you know, yeah. That, and- when you achieve your mission or whatever, the game's not over either because the world is still existing. So exactly. it's not like you've won the game. It's just that you've succeeded at that one task and now you can go on a different one. Right. And and you can imagine now how games like this can last for years, years. literally decades. Um, you know, these games can go on for so long because as long as you're having fun and as long as you, you're, you're really connected to the people you're playing with and the characters you're going to want to keep going. You're going to want to flesh out this world just like you do in your everyday life with you. Exactly. It's just that D&D is going to be way more fun and exciting <laughs> <laughs> as we all quarantine in our homes in winter. Um, so I should preface by saying, you know, D&D is not, it's absolutely not the only, and it's not the first tabletop role-playing game. Um, that That's the genre of game we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. TTRPG or tabletop role-playing game. Um, you know, th- there are so many out there and I'd like for you to pronounce this no, no. first one I listed because you, you said it before and it was glorious. I already forgot how to pronounce it. Though, I know. That's so why I'm asking you. <laughs> okay. It's, it's call of Cthulhu, right. Call of Cthulhu. Um, you, that may sound familiar if you're a fan of Lovecraftian horror. Um, Cthulhu is sort of a central figure in in Lovecraft stories, but um, it is it's a it's a it's like uh, it's a role playing game that focuses much more on like um, uh, the paranormal and horror and like psychological and it's 
it's so much fun um so if that interests you and and you think dnd fantasy maybe isn't your cup of tea like hey check out cthulhu um there's deadlands there's like star wars games there's superhero games there's literally there's there's games called honey heist where you play as bears there's a my little pony tabletop game like there are so many of them out there and they yeah. are all of them are like great for their own reasons um D just has a huge following and is one of the oldest and has a uh has a very deep and and complex rule system that makes it such a unique and um you know towering pillar of role-playing games because it just has this history it's been around for 50 ish plus years and yeah yeah and it's since the 70s and and has a uh, uh we're in the fifth edition of the entire game um and uh yeah it just has this huge following so and I think that for a lot of us that can be both comforting because you don't have to invent a bunch of stuff because so many of the rules and gameplay are written for you so your first few times can can literally be by the book if you want them to be um but it can, but it can also be daunting because you think oh god there's so many rules that I have to keep track of there's so many things I have to know but uh that's that's kind of the purpose of this podcast to break down those things that you feel like you have to know before you sit down at the table um, and to introduce you to the things that will help you play a very successful and fun game. Yeah. And, and I, I think to build on that, D&D, the, pe- the people who play D&D, uh, when you go to a session and you play with people, they the people around you want you to be invested as much as they are. Because mm-hmm. the more everyone at the table is invested, the more fun you have. That's just how the game works. So they are going to be there to help you. Every You know, you don't have to go in knowing everything about the game because the dungeon master or, and the other players will help you as much as you need. Um, that doesn't mean to come unprepared, which we'll talk about later and, and what that means. But um, don't don't feel like you, oh, I can never play this game because I can never remember all these rules. If you watch people who stream um, uh, Critical Role, Dimension 20, all of the, you know, the, the, the streaming groups with huge followings online, they all forget the rules all the time. Mm-hmm. Even the DMs don't get the rules right 100%. And that's fine. That's okay. It happens. Um, so don't let that dissuade you from at least trying it out. So I feel like we've thrown around a few terms that maybe you guys are not familiar with. So why don't we talk about some of those terms? One term that um, Joe has already thrown around is DM. Mm-hmm. And a DM is a dungeon master, or sometimes they're called GMs, which is a game master. And um, imagine this person is like the god of your universe. Um, and I'll let Joe explain it better because he is the god of my universe. So <laughs> both in and out of game. Oh yeah. Nope. Um, so the dungeon master is not considered a player in the game. The, the dungeon master is the one that coordinates the entire game, puts together the battles that you have with monsters and, and other creatures in the world. Um, they're the one that describes the world and creates this world around you that, that you're traveling through. And they are essentially the judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they make all the rulings about the game at the table, uh, uh, they do have to have a, a really in-depth understanding of the rules and how they work. And um, 
generally they are the ones that create this world in which you all as the players then tell this magnificent story. So I like to think of myself as like, I'm the one who, who I'm like the glue that holds it all together. But, but the players are, you know, you're the macaroni I'm sticking on. The, the plate, <laughs> we make so the so. art. Right. He keeps it together. <laughs> exactly. Right. But at the same time, it's so much fun because I get to play all of the other characters that you'll interact right. with through the game. And those are called NPCs. So non-player characters. So the, yep. the DM gets to play every single one of them. And Joe does a great job of giving us accents and characters and descriptions for every single person in this universe. Well, so I, you certainly can <laughs> I certainly try. I certainly try. Oh, there's too. that accent again. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like some weird <laughs> sort of Cockney thing. I don't know. We're it's going the, to go uh, with it. Okay. It's the Dick Van Dyke of British accents. That's what there, there you go. Yeah. Dick Van Dyke. I don't know who that is, but it is that you accent. Don't? Um, I don't know things. I, oh my god! I, I pop culture it. Woo! Right over my head. Okay. Um, um, and I think the only other term that we need to know moving forward is PC, yeah. which is player character, which is what you'd be playing if you sat down at a table and started playing D anD. d Yeah. So there's the players and the dungeon master. Um, Okay, so we've talked about, like, some of the general things about what the game is, but how do you actually play? Like, what does it mean to sit down and play? Um, I think that I, I have a little script for how I sort of describe these things, but... At the 10,000 foot level, there are three categories of gameplay. So at any given time, you're doing one or more of the following things, and that is how you play the game. You you are engaging in role play and not of the sexual variety, unless, hey, that's your <laughs> thing and everyone at the table consents. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're performing ability checks, which we'll get into, or you're engaged in combat. Um, so Anna, as an excellent role player, would you like to discuss what what role playing is? Absolutely, yes. So before you even sit down at the table, you create a character. And in this podcast, we're going to teach you all of the steps that you need to take to create a character. But when you create this character, you have to think about who this person is. Are they exactly like you? Do they have an accent? Do they have a personality that's different than yours? How would they uh, react to the things that are happening in the universe that has been created for you? And so role-playing is literally just improv character acting for the three hours that you sit and play D&D. And it is... Anything that happens in this universe, all of the interactions you have with the other player characters or PCs, all of the interactions you have with the NPCs, and everything you do in combat has to be done as this character that you have created. Right. And that's how I would describe role-playing. You just stay in character when you're playing. Yeah, and don't let the whole like character acting bit dissuade you like you can literally you can be like hi i'm a human named bob it's nice to meet you yeah um and honestly like sometimes those characters 
can be so much fun. Yeah, they can be so much fun because <laughs> as long as you're playing the character seriously, um, and and whether that means that you know all their flaws are out there and they're funny flaws, um, yeah. or it's just this character like they don't have a high British accent and they don't have all these quirky things about them. They're just some normal dude. Um, uh, as long as you're playing that true to that character, it's gonna be funny. So you exactly. don't you don't have to be an actor. You don't have to be a professional. Nope. This is like none of us are professional actors. Um, we just like to we just go, we just go out of the way to be like super zany and weird and talking weird accents like this. So exactly, exactly. That's terrible. I don't even know what that was, but no. But, <laughs> exactly. the, but the key here is is just to commit. Right. Like, so if you want to just play a character that's exactly like you and has the exact same personality traits as you and would react in situations just like you would. Great. But just commit and be there. Be present. And that might be a great first character for you for, you know, a a short game to get you introduced to D&D. So next on the list is ability checks. What the hell do we mean by that? Well, this really involves how you interact with the world while you are role-playing or sometimes even in combat. So when creating your character, you'll be putting points into six different abilities, and those abilities will basically determine everything about your character. How good at hiding are they? How good at persuading people are they? Um, how strong are they? How um, you dexterous know, are they? How dexterous, how exactly. intelligent are they? Or right. wise, right. So... All of those those six attributes have various different what we call skills that relate to them. So what an ability check is, is essentially you roll a dice. It's a 20-sided dice, and it's the most common dice you'll be rolling um, in D&D. You'll roll it 90% of the time. Um, and you add a, a, a modifier to that roll or, or sometimes subtract a modifier based <laughs> on, you know, based on what your score is. And that number will be interpreted by the dungeon master um, and they will explain to you how successful or unsuccessful you were at doing what you're trying to do. So so an example would be I might say, OK, I'm I'm in this forest. I'm, I want to look around. Um, so DM Anna, do I see, do I see any birds? Are there any birds around? I want to talk to a bird. So I'll ask the player to roll a perception check. And if his modifier is plus two to perception Hmm. and he rolls a 15, then his perception check is a 17. And in my sheets, I'll have something that says, you know, if they get a 15 or higher, then they see that they're actually about to get attacked by a swarm of birds. And that's what I'll tell the player. <laughs> girl, girl. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm just picturing uh, Moira Rose coming in and in her like yes, <laughs> uh, the wedding scene. So good. Um, or no, it was the premiere. Sorry, the premiere mm-hmm. of the movie in Shit's Creek. Um, so yeah, I, I, it's not worth getting too too deep into ability checks at this point because we can have a whole several episodes on ability yes. checks and we will go into those. Um, but it's just important to know that ability checks are your way to interact with the world that the DM has created for you. And it typically goes hand in hand with role playing. Um, and then last, but certainly, certainly not least, we have combat. Combat. Um, yeah if you've ever played final fantasy if you ever played pokemon if you've ever played any number of games uh, where combat is a thing uh you are familiar with the concept of combat 
we the, again, we will go into this in so much detail, but it's you fighting things until either you or it are dead or you yeah. do something really cool. Like you hop, like you, you somehow persuade it to side with you all of a sudden and now yeah. you have an ally. Exactly. Yeah. You're I don't know why to... I don't try this with more monsters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, you can. Hey, Beholder, certainly. you want to just come join our team? Yeah, yeah, just be, come be a friend. Yeah, I mean, you're fighting a wolf, and the wolf is alone, not with their pack, and you have a druid in your party who can speak to animals. And so um, on the druid's turn, rather than whacking it with their staff, they go up to it and say, Wolf friend, do not be alarmed. I am not here to harm you. And then... <laughs> That's what a DM does. <laughs> Exactly. I do a lot of animal noises. I do a lot of, yeah, there's a spell called speak with plants. So I get to be a plant sometimes. Mm -hmm. What do plants sound like? I don't know. Um, so long story short, combat, you get with those same ability scores we talked about, that will determine how successful you are at casting spells or whacking people with swords or, uh, well, I guess you don't whack someone. Well, you could whack someone with a sword. <laughs> I mean, you could. Like Wouldn't slice them with swords. But sure. <laughs> right. Or sling a bow and arrow. And um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Guys. That's it. That's all. That's yeah. That's 10,000 feet. Big picture that you need to know about playing D and D. Yeah. So think about it. Um, we <laughs> hope that you will join us. I mean, our goal is to keep these little um, uh, mini casts short so that they're nice little manageable chunks for you to kind of just like for you to dive into when you're, you're ready to learn, you know, the next step in, in what comes with how to play this game. So um, I think our plan is to release these with some frequency. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so. But yeah. You know, join us on this journey, uh, learn about this game, and then start playing because it's fantastic and you will not regret that decision. Yeah. And if you have questions of your own as we go, please, please, please send us an email, tweet at us. Um, our email is rawandorderdnd at gmail.com. And pretty much all of our socials, Insta, Twitter, Facebook is at Raw and Order DND. We want to hear from you. Tell us, you know, what what are things you want to know about DND? What are what are fears and apprehensions and concerns that you have about playing? Um, uh, you know, whatever question you have, we will uh, consider it. And, you know, you might get a shout out on this podcast. Or you might be invited to be a student. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Wonderful. So I think um, with that we will we will we will end raw school for the day. Um, yes. Um, class is adjourned. Class is adjourned. Next time, you, um, um, I think we're going to get into a little bit more of the fears, apprehensions, and concerns that one might have about D D in general. All right. So take care. Join us next time, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>